Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. This is Dr. Jack, and this is our psychology concept of the week. Today, um, I've chosen to talk about the concept from the field of social psychology called confirmation bias, right? So if you've ever, and there are freely available social psych books, I'll put a link to one that you can check it out online. Social psychology basically is the field of psychology that looks at how the person interacts with their environment and how social situations affect our behavior and our thinking and vice versa. And so this concept falls underneath the umbrella of social cognition, that is how our mind makes sense of our situations in our environment, social environment that we're in, how we think about others, how others impact our thinking, for example. And so we have a lot of cognitive biases, right? Cognition just means how we think, how we process information. And confirmation bias is one of those. And I'm sure now that psychology has become more popular, you may have heard of this term before. So let me give you the basic definition. And so what I'm going to do this season with the psychology concepts of the week is to basically scroll through the textbook that I use for my class, which is from OpenStax dot org stacks with an x okay and i'm looking through to see which of those concepts i felt are most impactful for our everyday life and i'll talk about that during the week okay and then once i'm done with that we'll take an ad break talk about my sponsors and then um there'll be a second segment afterwards where i talk about more topical things in terms of what's going on and what's going on with the podcast or maybe current events, okay? So there's a concept portion in part one, then part two is basically me shooting the stuff, okay? <laughs> All right, I'm keeping it clean. All right, so thanks for joining us again, and um, or joining me rather than by myself today. So confirmation bias basically is our general tendency to ignore evidence that tends to disprove our own ideas or belief, okay? We tend to ignore and so it sounds a little bit like selective attention, where we pay attention to certain things and not others, okay? Uh, so if you think about that, we only have a limited amount of attention span. We can only focus on certain things at a time. We're, we're very good if we can carry on a conversation and drive a car at the same time. But in terms of our consciousness, we're very limited in what we can juggle and pay attention to in our environment. So for example, in a crowded room, uh, let's say at a gathering post-pandemic <laughs> that you're talking to a lot of different people, but you can really only focus on one conversation at a time or listen in on one conversation at a time. It's not possible, even though they, these conversations may be of equal volume to your ears, you can really only focus on one at a time and literally not remember the other conversations that are happening, even though those sounds are reaching your ears, okay? But they're not reaching your memory system, right? Because you're focused on another conversation. Okay, so confirmation bias is related in a sense that uh, once we're set in a certain preference or belief pattern, then it kind of makes sense that we want to seek out information that confirms that, right? Let's say someone has a negative stereotype of blacks in America, okay? So talking about from the American point of view. And a very old stereotype would be that, oh, 
uh, blacks are not as intelligent as whites. Okay, again, very negative stereotype. So what happens if this person who holds this negative stereotype goes into the emergency room and they're being treated by a black nurse and a black doctor, right? Well, wouldn't that contradict their initial beliefs that they're not as intelligent, they're not as capable, right? So a confirmation bias would, the bias in that aspect would be perhaps that person would create a rationale for why uh, there happens to be a black nurse or doctor treating me, right? As opposed to whites. They could be something like, well, you know, maybe the hospital has a quota system, or maybe this is just one of the few. It's a selective example. It's not. It's not the com- most common. Uh, you know, it's not normal. For example, right? That person might believe that. So by doing that little mental arithmetic, they're able to hold on to that bias or their original core belief, right? And so we can see this happening all over the place. Okay. And. Another way to describe this confirmation bias is by calling it a faulty heuristic, right? A heuristic, which is an interesting word in psychology, basically means like a mental process or mental uh, shortcut that we use or a mental preference. And so this is a faulty heuristic that allows us to only focus on information that confirms our beliefs. Now, these days we hear a lot about algorithms, right? that the big tech companies have to uh, social media, for example, that once you click like and and share on certain types of, let's say, news articles, and let's talk about politics, then the algorithm will start to learn your preferences and feed you more of the same, right? And we may not notice it because reading more of the same confirms what we already know and makes us feel good. So there's a reinforcement aspect to confirmation bias, right? If we have a preference for chocolate and we keep having vanilla, you know, obviously we'll be more reinforced if we get chocolate, okay? And so so you see a lot of different psychological concepts are reinforcing this idea of confirmation bias, and we tend to be overconfident in our own beliefs and facts because uh, we're always looking at information. And so think about the landscape of today's television and today's uh, news media where you can selectively choose channels to watch or listen to or even podcasts to listen to from people who definitely have a political leaning and therefore it reinforces what you already think of the world, what you think about American politics. Okay, And so this can be troubling because we know that in our society, group polarization or political polarization is, is as bad as it ever has been, right? So I just saw a survey yesterday on the news that one out of three families have internal conflict because of political preferences, that they have a hard time dealing with family members who voted one side or the other, right? And so this will only get worse because of our own built-in confirmation bias. And then if we only selectively choose our information sources that lean a certain way, then we don't even need these algorithms that feed us the same news stories or the same types of news stories. We tend to choose it ourselves by choosing which channel to watch, right? Or who to associate with in person, okay? So we will seek out information that supports our stereotypes and then ignore information that's inconsistent 
with our stereotypes or we make up reasons for why that's an exception, right? So even with contradictory evidence, you know, there are a lot of sports stereotypes. I I used to talk about this in the classroom. For example, in basketball, is predominantly African-Americans playing basketball, right? Athletes. And there's a stereotype that goes along with the black athlete. And you can hear this bias um, or the stereotype in sportscasters once in a while when they use adjectives to describe certain players. So some players are described as uh, gifted or athletic or, you know, the, the, the terms that suggest that's an, a built-in genetic quality to their athleticism, whereas other athletes may be described as hardworking or scrappy, right, um, overachieving. And I bet you kind of know where I'm going, right? The white athlete oftentimes, whether it's American football or basketball, they're described, if they're athletic and jump really tall, can dunk, you know, easily, then they're kind of seen as the unusual the rare white athletic, you know, athlete. Whereas the black athlete is sort of what you expect, right? And then there's another stereotype about the intelligence, that old racist stereotype that also seeps into athletics that the black quarterback is not as capable as the white quarterback. Now, that may have changed over the years because you see a lot more black quarterbacks in the National Football League and in, um, in American football. And so that that has been... And then you have more uh, African-American head coaches, so that helps, right, to dispel the stereotype that they're not as capable as coaches. But that's where that bias can come from, because even if we see evidence of the contrary, oh, there's a white athlete who's who runs very fast, who can catch the ball, who can dunk the basketball, that kind of thing, and we assume that that's, you know, a rare exception, as opposed to, well, yeah, sure, uh, any athlete of any ethnic background or racial, what we consider a racial background, should be equally likely to be fast or athletic or jump high, right? And this is especially the case with Asian athletes, right? We, we definitely don't expect them to win Olympic medals in the 100-meter dash or, or whatever. And so a few Olympics ago, when the number one 110-meter hurdler, which is a sprinting event, was from China, people were kind of surprised, and I'm sure a lot of Asians and Asian Americans, you know, like myself, watch this and go, wow, that's cool. Look, there's an Asian dude who can compete and actually win first place in these sprinting events. Now, there are a lot of social factors that play into that play a big part in why certain backgrounds of people dominate certain sports, right? And but we make the fundamental false assumption that, oh, it's because of natural genetic ability. That's why certain types of players are better at certain sports, right? And so it's easy to, again, reinforce stereotypes with that confirmation bias by using the rationale that, oh, it's an exception, okay? Uh, That's not the rule, okay? And so a lot of our decisions have these biases built in. This is a long list in social cognition research of how we make faulty decisions or assumptions or judgments about people or situations. Uh, Way too many to go through in one brief podcast. But confirmation bias is one of the early concepts you'll see in an intro to psych or social psych course. And student for students, this is important to know because you need to be open-minded enough and aware enough, self-aware enough to see that you may be committing this confirmation bias when you're reading about research, learning about psychological principles, right? 
It's like, oh, this this goes against what I believe. So what do I do with this information? Okay. So being an intellectually curious university or high school student or graduate student or or whatever requires us to be open-minded enough to know what to do with conflicting information, information that conflicts with what we thought was true, okay? And this is a very challenging thing to do because it's uncomfortable, right? It's uncomfortable to be confronted with information that uh, made us feel secure, made, made us feel correct or right, but um, that we could be wrong, okay? And not everything is one or the other. There's a lot of gray area when it comes to issues in our life like politics and, and, and things like that, right? So it's not always about, well, I was completely wrong, you were completely right about this. But hopefully we can be humble enough as people, as individual persons, to learn about one another to the point where we're open enough to listen to ideas, to read about ideas that contradict our original thinking. That's how we grow, right? And that's how being humble um, and not assuming that we just know everything for sure, right, is very, very important. I think that'll help you as a student. That'll help us as adults going forward, learning and interacting with people in our world. So I'll leave you this one final example, you know, back to the example of whether you have conflict with family members that you disagree with maybe because of politics or for whatever else. Okay, there's plenty of things to fight about, right? Um, try listening to their point of view and acknowledge that this person or accept that this person strongly believes in that particular point of view that happens to be different from yours for whatever reason. You may not be able to comprehend it, but instead of immediately jumping down to the assumption that they're a bad person for believing it, right, try to have some empathy and listen to and try maybe be inquisitive. How did they come to believe what they believe instead of constantly trying to attack? Because once we attack, we're not really changing their mind when we attack, right? People get defensive and become more entrenched. So we can dig into this a lot over the next coming weeks. And and I'm also going to create more uh, weekly wellness uh, podcasts starting tomorrow. Okay, well, I'm going to call it Wellness Wednesdays. Okay, so I'm going to try to produce these every Wednesday where it's just a simple idea that affects our well-being. Okay, and that, that will be something I'll be doing weekly in addition to these concept of the week ones. So expect two uh, podcast per week. And then later on, later in January and in the coming weeks, there will be interviews and hopefully those will be on video. So I'm learning about video editing, but ah, let me go ahead and take our sponsor break and I'll talk more about those things after the break. Okay. Thanks for listening. Our podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, friends, maintaining our mental health is not easy. And the good news is that therapy does work. And what is therapy? It's really whatever you choose it to be. It can help you with your motivation. Maybe you're feeling stuck and you need some extra tools to help get you unstuck. Maybe you're feeling insecure in a relationship or having issues at work or just dealing with daily stress. 
So whatever it is you need, it's important to overcome that sense of shame about getting help because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, or live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So, join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and your mental health. So, I have a special offer for our Psychology Concepts Explained listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash psych explained. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash psych explained. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring our podcast. Okay, we're back. And I wanted to thank you once again for listening to today's podcast. And uh, in this part two segment of these weekly concept of the week podcasts, I'll just use this time to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in my life, a little bit more on a personal level. And uh, we basically spent the last half of 2021 in our camper van. So I may have talked about this in the previous podcast. And that that was interesting, fun, as well as been a struggle at times to where it can really push relationships to the limit, especially when three of us in a relatively small camper van. And just, uh, it wasn't so much just a vacation, but we went from Texas all the way to the West Coast to the Pacific Northwest and back, and that took quite a bit of time. Um, And we spent a lot of time in the Washington State area as well. Anyway, so I think I'll bring my wife back on, and we'll discuss that process of just uh, the benefits and the trials and tribulations of traveling, maybe the psychological benefits of being in nature, those kinds of things, as well as talk about the process of homeschooling. So my daughter is about to attend Oregon State University. I think I've mentioned that before, so we're really proud of her for that. And that'll be later this year. And so this year, it's kind of like we're in one place um, for a while, which is not bad. Now, in terms of what's in the news, I mean, we're still in early January, and the pandemic, we have the Omicron variant, of course, going around, so we've been very, very careful about that. Um, Hopefully, what they say, the spike might be passed in terms of cases, and hopefully we'll get back to a more normal life soon. If you listen to some of my earlier podcasts in 2020, it almost sounded like this whole pandemic might last a couple of months. So who knew, huh? All right. And uh, that's pretty much it. I'm really excited about some of the guests I'm going to have lined up for late January through February. I'm going to have eye surgery in the middle of February, so I'll be not doing interviews because for the interviews, I want them in video. This podcast, I did an audio and uh, just because it's just me talking. Um, but for the interviews, I want to do them in video so that it'll show up on Spotify and YouTube. And I just got a free, downloaded a free video editing app. So hopefully that will 
work. I'm really not as comfortable doing video editing. It's called DaVinci Resolve, so we'll see how that goes. And I'm going to go through all the tutorials, so hopefully I'll have some basics. But otherwise, my daughter will coach me. She used to be pretty decent at, uh, and she is actually, she makes a lot of edits with her phone for Instagram and for TikTok, I think, um, based on a lot of the favorite movies and TV shows. So she does those kinds of edits, which is something new that I've discovered. Anyway, so uh, thanks for listening again. And remember, there are a variety of ways to contact me. Just look, go ahead and look in the, the description. Um, there are ways to leave me comments um, and uh, and also add a rating. Spotify and Apple all have rating systems. You can add a review in Apple podcasting app, but in Spotify is a one through five stars. So that's a new feature they rolled out. So please click on that if you will. I know the majority of my listeners use the Spotify app, so that would help out a lot. And there are various ways of supporting this podcast. Uh, one is just to put up with those sponsored ads. Um, that's one way of keeping the podcast free for you, but yet I still get some financial benefit from doing them. Uh, you can support me directly, which is great. Um, who knows, maybe over time that the amount of listener support tips to a certain direction to where I can just remove all the ads altogether. Not to make it a subscription base. I'm still not comfortable doing that because I'm still a relatively small podcast and I don't want to put everything behind a paywall and and uh, and one of the motivations for me creating this podcast was to share psychological information, concepts, and theories, and basically what I feel are just useful ideas for everyday living. And I want to make them available for free. That's why I'm really excited that there are more and more open education resources out there that are free for undergrad and high school students because I feel like um, more and more scientific information should be freely available, not behind a paywall, right? So it frustrates me that when I'll see an interesting news report from a certain newspaper online that is behind a paywall, that I can't access it, okay? I understand they're a private business for profit, but I feel like some stories that are important, maybe COVID-related, should just be freely accessible rather than to say, oh, you got to subscribe just to read this important uh, news report. Okay, I think that's enough. I think I'm uh, set up pretty good here. I'm really excited about some hardware upgrades. Um, I've been using my upgraded mic since last year, which I really enjoy using. I hope you like the sound quality. But it's on a little El Cheapo tripod stand here on my table. And a couple times it just tips over and I actually bent one of my USB cables, which really sucked. And so I decided to do a little YouTube research and um, bought a boom mic arm that will attach to the end of the table. And I'm sure it'll help me look more professional doing podcasts. I'm sure the quality of the podcast would just jump 100% because I have a boom arm. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So we'll see. And uh, so I'm just talking the shit right now. And uh, sorry. And uh, I don't know what else to say. Okay. Maybe this part two segment should not exist. Should I just delete it? I don't know. But the important part was part one, right? You survived this part because maybe you're taking a jog, you have nothing else to listen to, so you're just listening to me ramble on, which I don't know. Okay, so uh, you can also leave comments in terms of what psychological concepts you'd like me to discuss or talk about more. Uh, I know 
and also you can join our Discord channel, uh, Discord uh, community rather, where I have a lot of people in there, uh, 50 plus, who are giving me lots of ideas and feedback about the podcast and ideas. Okay? Alrighty, I think that's enough for now. And thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.